If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. This broadcast was originally recorded as a Facebook Live video in the Self-Sewn Wardrobe group. So if you wish to receive special discount codes, watch live videos, get your questions answered live, go and join the group at facebook.com slash groups slash Self-Sewn Wardrobe. And a good morning to you all. Good morning to Marissa and to Sandy. And Sandy, I also have my coffee here, so I try to post a little bit uh, before I go live and uh, say, you know, hey, heads up, I'm going to go live, and Sandy posted a picture of her coffee. It looks a lot fancier than mine. Do you have, like, a an espresso machine? Or, like, did you, like, it, it looks frothy. It looks like you have, like, a cappuccino, you know, bar in your house. So, oh, and Marissa says she has a latte. I am just, it's got my black coffee here that I brought in my thermos. I think we should move closer to, like, a coffee shop or something like that. So, anyway, um, <laughs> it is our, our first day. Uh, the EZT class was supposed to have launched yesterday on November 1st, but we launched it a little early on uh, October 31st, and, and we got a couple of people who have already made the EZT, and that is fabulous. And so... Uh, we're, we're very happy to see that. Oh, Sandy says, I have a beautiful, fancy espresso machine. Her name is Sylvia, and I love her. I'm, I think I might need an espresso machine. Hello to Jennifer and Melissa and Glenda and um, everyone else who is joining in on the live video. It is fabulous to have you. Um, in the group last night, oh, and hello, Zenobia. Uh, in the group last night, Noah posted a a post about how his sewing machine got jammed and was sort of asking for advice. And um, I can't, I don't remember the specifics, but some kind of traumatic event happened. And then after that, the hand wheel wouldn't turn uh, for, for him easily on the machine and the machine wasn't sewing or it was making a terrible noise, et cetera, et cetera. And while I can't say exactly what was like going wrong with the machine, um, I do want people to keep in mind uh, that, it was something that I think a lot of people don't know. When you try to turn your hand wheel um, on your machine, the side, the wheel on the side of the machine, mom sometimes calls it the flywheel, which I think is a, a, a nice name for it too. Uh, that hand wheel, when you turn it, it makes the needle go up and down, but that's not the only thing that the hand wheel does, okay? So the hand wheel doesn't just control the, uh, the needle. Your bobbin area... Okay, down below where that, you know, on the the satirical post about the parts of the machine, they call that area the cry hole. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, that area on the machine, that bobbin area, it moves, okay? So it uh, spins a little bit or it oscillates in order for the bobbin thread to get um, uh, thrown through the loop that the top thread makes. So... Keep that in mind. 
that when it's hard to turn the hand wheel, it might not just be the things that are up top. It can also be things that are in the bottom, that are that lower shaft that moves the bobbin area. So you need to check there too. Even if you have a top loading bobbin where your bobbin case doesn't come out, you need to get in there and make sure that, you know, from whatever traumatic event happened, there's not like a bunch of thread wound around that area or your bobbin case hasn't gotten like dislodged um, from that area. So check on that too. And Noah said that he got everything working okay after that, which is great. Um, when something like that happens, if it's difficult to turn your hand wheel, obviously, you know, you need to get things back and, you know, move in okay before you start to actually sew in earnest because you can damage your machine and get it out of time. Yesterday, here in the store, we had a lady who brought in um, a singer, and it's a newer singer, and they call it a singer heavy duty. We see this machine in the store a lot. Uh, we we used to see it in our how to use your sewing machine classes, and we see it uh, in for service as well. And she was sewing a bag, got to the corner where there was a lot of you know stuff built up, and it jammed on her, and then after that just was not making a stitch. So we told her, hey, we think your machine's out of time. And that is something that our technician um, can can help you with. We, he can put the machine back in time. So um, we recommended that she get the machine serviced. But then as she was leaving, we I said, you know, there, there are machines, if you're running to do really heavy-duty work, there are machines that will go through all those layers and not give you that, like, kind of trouble, you know. So I ended up showing her the Baby Lock Sophia. And this machine came up earlier in the group this week because um, someone was asking about, like, sewing through thicker fabrics like leather, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I showed her the Sophia, and I got out our big, thick 10-layer-of-denim sample. And I sort of just wanted her to hear the difference between that um, that singer's motor and the motor on this machine. Um, and want, I wanted her to see how easily it went through those 10 layers of denim. And I'm not going to say that you can just zoom through 10 layers of denim sort of when you get to a certain level of machine. I mean, you can, but you can't be silly about it. You can't like sew through metal, da-da-da-da-da, you know, all of that. But you know, there is a difference in those machines, and I think that what I'd like to do in tomorrow's live broadcast is sew on a machine that has an AC motor for you, and then also sew on a machine that has a DC motor, and I just want you to hear the difference um, between the machines. So uh, if you like that idea, if you want to kind of hear those differences and what we sort of talk about when we talk about going from sort of a uh, a you know, more basic machine to one that is going to last a lot longer and be more reliable through those thick fabrics. Um, let me know if you think that sounds like a good idea, if you want to kind of see a side-by-side -side comparison of an AC motor versus a DC motor. Uh, something else to keep in mind with um, the machines, and when you get up into these electronic machines, uh, like the one that I would show you, is some of these machines can help you out a lot. The Sophia that we bring up quite often, uh, is it has what's called a safety device. And every machine up from the Sophia has a safety device. So if you're bringing your needle down, okay, into a really thick place, and the machine senses a lot of resistance from that needle, okay, 
it can tell, hey, you're going too fast or you have, you know, met with a a metal zipper stop or something like that. It's so cool because the machine goes beep, 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 safety device activated, and it stops moving, okay? So what that does is it protects the machine from going out of time. And so that is is really, uh, really important, okay, to protect your machine from getting damaged. And I think it's a really useful tool that sometimes people think that the electronic machines are sort of like a crutch or there's something silly that, you know, they don't need. And you don't have to have an electronic machine or, or a computerized machine, but they do have some very useful things. And I feel like that safety device is one of them. Um Sandy posted a comment here. Let's see if I can read the whole thing. She said, when I upgraded to my current machines, one of the features was that it could sew through eight layers of denim. I was a quilter and laughed. When would I ever need that? Um, And then she says, eight months later in sewing belt loops on my ginger jeans and realizing here I am sewing eight layers of denim and flying right along. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a really good point that we sort of bring up, oh, this will sew through 10 layers of denim. And a few people, that's not always like very attractive to people. They're like, ah, I don't ever want to do that. And I, I can understand, you know, um, where someone someone might think that. Uh, but part, part of that motor consistency and that strength, or part of the motor consistency, what it brings with it is strength. And it brings with it just, you know, it's going to start to sew Right when you push down on that power pedal, it's going to start to, uh, it, you know, you're not going to hear that as you begin sewing. So I'll I'll show you that tomorrow. See motor, it'll be great. Um, so you can you can kind of hear that and know. Um, and when you're looking, you know, we own a sewing machine store. When you're looking at new sewing machines. I think that you'll be able to use this information as you go forward. Something else that ZD recommended when uh, we were having a conversation about somebody purchasing a new machine was to bring along what you want to sew on to the sewing store. I can't think of really any store that I know of that would say, no, you can't sew on that, unless someone brought in like balsa wood to sew on. And I'm not even kidding that has happened before. You know, um, <laughs> I do, we have a, a few rules um, about our sewing machines. When someone borrows one for class, you know, and they're like, oh, I sew through pins at home all the time. And I'm like, well, you don't get to sew through pins on my sewing machine, you know. Guarantee, the only way you can guarantee that you're going to miss the pin is to take it out before you begin uh, before the needle passes over it. So anyway, um, that is that is kind of a rule of ours. Uh, so getting back uh, to the EZT, oh, and someone said that they like the feel free to compliment me sign. If you would like your own feel free to compliment me reminder just to let everyone know that they can feel free to compliment you or if you'd like to give one as a gift, these uh, we have uh, enamel lapel pins available for pre-order at sewhere.com slash compliment. So they are on a little bit of a sale for the pre-order. We're working on getting them into production. We have a minimum order of like 100. So we decided to put them on pre-order to see just to, you know, be like, do we just need 100 or do we want to get like 150? If you really enjoy letting people know that they can feel free to compliment you, which we think that you should do, 
Go to SewHere.com slash compliment to pre-order that lapel pin. Um, I just want to share before I get off of here a couple of, I've got a little, little list here that I've written out. A few blog posts that I plan on publishing for the Easy Tea, and I may also speak about them uh, in a broadcast as well. But here are some topics that have come up as people have asked questions. And um, I encourage you to keep asking questions about the Easy Tea class. They're great. Um, if you are having any trouble viewing the class, please email me at mallory at sohere.com, and I uh, will get back with you. Okay, so the list of blog posts that I uh, have on my little list here to publish about the easy tea are easy teas I've already made. So I think I've got seven. I can't remember. And that's why I want to blog about them. And I want to show kind of the versatility of the easy teas and the different fabrics they can be made out of, um, both woven and knit. Uh, we will be getting into sewing an easy tea with knits. Uh, like I said, if you want to go ahead and experiment with that right now, you may, but the instructions for sewing a knit easy tee are different from the woven ones. So when you go to buy the class, uh, the class instructions, we, we recommend first using a lightweight flowing woven fabric. So keep that in mind. Um, and then the second blog post I had in mind was fabrics for the easy tee. Okay. Um, and then a third blog post that I really just want to kind of get out there is how the easy tea class helps you get to know your body and this is so important i feel like we it, as a as a doing like some diagrams in our pdf uh, for the class and i thought you know this looks like my body this looks like zd's body but when we see a diagram out there uh, for measurements and for things like that you know it's a diagram and sometimes it doesn't look like our bodies and so i'd love to um kind of sketch out some different sort of body proportions and also let people know what, you know, what's happening as you make clothing for yourself, what you're learning about that. So I think that the Easy Tea class helps with that. And another little blog post just that is about what will I learn in the Easy Tea class. Um, and then a third blog post, or third, I think it's number five. <laughs> but the last one on here uh, is... I possibly a series, um, possibly part of a, another online class, but it is measurements that can define pattern alterations. So a lot of people are used to sizing themselves into a pattern using their bust and waist and hip measurements, and that's all fabulous. I think that maybe, you know, even the most beginning seamstress can find instructions or knows that to take a bust measurement. It's the fullest part of your bust. You keep it parallel to the floor. Your waist is where your body bends at the side. It's, you know, generally our smallest part. Your hips, you need to measure the fullest part. Get your butt in there, okay? Um, I think a lot of people know that, but I think a lot of measurements that we're not familiar with are things like neck to waist. Mom mentioned yesterday the high shoulder point to bust uh, measurement. And I explored that a little bit. And I think that that would be a really kind of just a little primer on, you know, other measurements about your body that can change things. And just give a few examples. I really like to look at diagrams. I enjoy seeing, uh, I feel like I can learn just from seeing somebody say, you know, you got to cut the pattern here or slit the pattern here and et cetera, et cetera. I, I can kind of extrapolate that to myself 
But I think that a blog post that sort of explores that a little bit more in depth and puts it in a little more practical concept, uh, context um, could be useful. And then another blog post down as a sewing out loud podcast topic is ease. So the EZT class gives you a little bit of insight. You add ease and you plot points. A pattern designer by like industry organizations or they have, you know, fit model. They decide how they want the pattern to fit and they sort of fit it to this, not an imaginary person, but um, a, a standardized person, okay? And sometimes we're lucky enough to be close enough to that standardized person to where the amount of ease that the pattern designer has added works well. Um, and sometimes we're not that lucky. But I think it's important after you take that EZT class and you're like, oh, this is how patterns are drafted, that you can then see how to maybe alter patterns for yourself and some things to keep in mind as you do that so that you don't lose important things like ease. Like, you know, we this is a very uh, simple pattern, the EZT, and it would not be okay ease in for that so that you can still move around as you're help you not only when you're making your own patterns, but when you're looking at someone else's patterns. And I love to draft my own patterns. Uh, as, as I've gotten into it, mom drafts all of her own patterns uh, for most things. But there are some things that I, I do like the look of. I do like the design of. I'm excited to maybe someday I'll get to sew my Kelly Anorak uh, from Closet Case Files. And, you know, that's something that I don't want to have to draft the hood She's already done that for me. Um, so it's it's really nice that uh, <clears throat> there are pattern designers out there who make beautiful things. And I, I, I would never say never buy a commercial pattern ever again. But it's important waist size, you know, how to make certain alterations or whatever measurements seem to be, quote, a lot of work to do today, like uh, most our wardrobe planner that a lot of you have expressed interest in and that wardrobe planner uh I'll I'll keep you up to date as I go I've designed a few pages I want to design some more I want to share with you plans for add-on packs for the wardrobe planner and it will be a digital download um I am almost certain so uh I'll talk about that just a little bit tomorrow but tomorrow for sure the main thing uh, that I would like to uh, demonstrate to you is the difference between that alternating current and direct current motor in the uh, you know on a couple of sewing machines so you can kind of hear the difference okay well thank you so much for watching and I look forward to going into the comments and responding to you and I will see you again tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time thank you so much for watching if you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.